Hey, what's going on, guys? Donald coming to you for Pinkle Style, sunny March 9th. Uh, I'm going to get this kicked off real quick. Want to have a guest in here, but I uh, wasn't able to arrange things, so I'm going to go ahead and go solo today. And um, for the guys out there, I know I've had a, a couple guests the last couple ones, uh, but I won't, I'll be doing guests here and there. Not every, not every episode will be guests, but um, uh, today I was trying to figure out what I want to talk about and was just thinking about recently what uh, questions I was asked in my mailbox. Uh, one of my customers, Ashley Hahn, uh, she just PCS from Masawa not too long ago, which for guys not military means she left and went to another base. Uh, she randomly hit me up and she was just like, hey, um, you know, how do you get started in pro sports? And it was like kind of took me back a little bit uh, because that's, that's, a, that's a big loaded question. And uh, most guys who have been into motorsports know, man, you know, people tell you it's a rich guy sport. Uh, other than, you know, the, the, the competition aspect of it, it's you got to you respond. Know, people are automatically going to assume you got to have the sponsor things and all that, all that stuff. That's like way. I mean, if you're just getting started, you shouldn't be thinking about sponsors. That's like way off the table right now. So what you got to do is just get seat time in, in, in a nutshell. So, so basically what I told her, and again, it's a loaded question. Uh, she was more more concerned. It's not about drifting. It's, that's that's a whole different uh, stratosphere. Uh, so she was talking more about the uh, professional grip driving. Um, biggest thing I told her is you just gotta get seat time. Uh, the the way the way I started out was um, autocross, and I don't have pro uh, pro. I don't have a professional grip license under anybody yet. You know, I'll work on that. Um, not that I can't obtain it. I've just been kind of focused on drifting. Got those pro licenses now. I'm actually going to be focused more on uh, grip, like I was talking to a lot of you guys before. So I'll be doing the, uh, you know, I did autocross. I did, you know, some Sakuba track time days. And I'll be getting into the things and working my way up to the point where I could get to uh, a situation where I can get to the uh, pro license or whatever, which is pretty much your time. Uh, you're racing against the clock. And then it, it, all it is in a nutshell, again, I tell everybody, don't kill yourself or, 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 or ruin your life to get a piece of plastic that says you can drive with these guys. Because guess what? When you get those pro licenses to drive with Sakuba or Fuji, you still can't do F1. You still can't go and hop in an NASCAR. So, I mean, you know, those are the, considered the pinnacles, WRC and stuff like that. So, again, it's just a piece of plastic. Even that, it's a piece of, piece of plastic or a lanyard that says you're a NASCAR driver, you're an F1 driver. But they went through the ranks, and most guys start at karting. Uh, so, for her, I was I told her, you know, initially, straight at the top, you know, from my experience, and only – Everything I give out here is all, always going to be from my experience only, not talking about three. You know, I'm talking about the things I've done, the, the road I've taken uh, to get to the, the, the level I am of driving and drifting and stuff like that. Pretty much nutshell seat time. So I started out with, um, uh, you know, autocross, uh, SCCA. I was in the, the WDC region, and I'm kind of kind of mad that I didn't start it soon enough. I started kind of late towards the time I was leaving Japan in uh, 2007, I believe, 2006, 2007. And in 2008, uh, 2008, I left for Japan. Came to Japan August 1st, 2008. Uh, so I didn't. I did. I did. Uh, got right into it. I uh, did some nasty events, and then pretty much. Um, I mean, I did a bunch of events, like 40 bucks. I did like two events in a day, and I was like, dude, I could have had like a drifting was like you know you paid 250 dollars. Uh, it was still really in the infancy back then, even in 2006, and you paid 250 dollars for this little bit of seat time, and uh, autocross. You pay 40 bucks and then you get like the hot laps and everything. And it was it was like more I got my drifting skills went up as a result of aiming a car autocross because, you know, everybody, you know, most guys, most young guys, you know, and even, I remember being in my group group of car guys. They would say like, you know, hey, man, we're all badass drivers. Now, looking back at it, you know, I mean, some 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 guys were better than other guys, but 
I was pretty much the only guy that went towards the track. Myself, James Felix, a few other guys uh, did the track stuff and took it away from the streets, you know, drag racing, whatever. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's kind of, you know, when you're in your group of guys, in your small circle, you know, you guys will tell yourselves or hype, you, hype yourselves up that you're really good drivers. But when you get on the track, you get around other people who are really driving and been doing it for a long time. They really show you how much you don't know. So I learned the short amount. I learned I learned the uh, great amount of stuff in a short amount of time. Uh, one of my guys, Brian Garfield, shout out to him. Uh, he was my my first teacher of anything for automo automotive guys. And the Garfield family, uh, the Julian and all those guys, man. Julian, I, I mean, when I was there, Julian was like maybe eight years old, nine years old. Now the dude's like sponsored, like you know, national ranked, and I don't, I haven't kept up with, kept up with Julian uh, Garfield, uh, but that dude's like you know, a badass pound of will has been his, uh, you know, Brian's dad and everybody, you know, with the minis and the, the Miatas, uh, they've been killing it for a long time, and I took in a short amount of time, man, I took a little, uh, a lot of um, uh, knowledge from Brian Garfield, and uh, Brian, if you're out there listening to this podcast, man, definitely thanks for all the tips. And the, uh, talking to you over the years, man, I hope everything is going good there. And I definitely look forward to uh, running with you, man, and showing you the new skills of the team uh, over the years, man. But anyway, I got linked up. My guy is Brian Garfield. There's many good teachers out there. SCCA, NASA, and there's a few other uh, organizations out there uh, that are really good with autocross. And, again, I, that's what I recommend starting. So, again, step one is starting with autocross. Uh, you got the local, regional. Then you got the karting. You got the open wheel. Uh, depending on, you know, the level. Then you got, they have the uh, time attack. They got the hot lap sessions. You go on SCCA page, which I'll pull up for you right here, um, SCCA.org. Um, you just go to this website. It's pretty good, pretty uh, pretty easy to navigate. And uh, you pretty much go there. So pretty much, you know, you'd read the thing. You you, you can read about how SCCA kind of, um, how they're arranged. And then, you know, find your fund. It's just pretty much finding your location. SCCA, from what I know, is, uh, is pretty much, uh, stateside thing. So here it tells you all these games right SCCA Road Rally, SCCA Solo Rally Cross, SCCA Time Trails, etc. 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 So those are pretty much the, the places you can get in. So just check out this website, go through it yourself. Uh, you got right here the members benefits program. You can click on all that stuff. And then when you ready once you read through everything and you're ready to join, uh, just go ahead and sign up. So the cool thing is once you navigate through this course Pretty much SCCA is nationwide, and the cool thing about it, if there happen to not happens to not be, which at this point, 2019, I'm pretty sure there's an SCCA chapter in every state, at least one chapter. If your state or city or whatever town doesn't have have a chapter, you can definitely get that started up. I mean, it's, it'll take a little bit. SCCA will work with you, as far as I know. Um, again, my region was uh, Washington D.C. region. And, uh, but that didn't stop me from, like, if you wanted to go to Virginia or go to wherever. Well, most of the guys who come from the, the, the Mid-Atlantic region, they kind of would congregate. So FedEx Field was pretty big and everything right there. So I pull up this video right here. You kind of can see me running around uh, back in the day with my 240 here and this video. So I got a ton of autocross videos on there from back in the day and everything. So it, I was I was still full up drifting at you no know, drift mode. But um, they were kind of like worried about, you know, that, you know, am I going to go drift at the course and all this other crazy stuff? But I didn't do that. You know what I mean? I kind of went out there and did my thing. And, um, you know, it, it was nice. The car had, had some issues, but again, it didn't stop me there. There's a Garfield's right there. Uh, so this right here was a, um, as you can see on, on a on a far side, other side of the street, that lot was where the main um, autocross would be at. This was a smaller lot, and we used this for a school course. So they had us go through the course. And then the, the instructor would go in there with us, tell us what we're doing wrong, drive with us. And then, like, they were, like, scared as hell to drive my car because the brakes, the brake master was, like, it was broken to the point where it felt like it was uh, no uh, brake boosting assistance from the air. 
the clutch was, you know, it was kind of grabby. It wasn't, it, the car was not set up at all. As you can see right there, it's kind of loose. The car was not set up at all uh, for any kind of autocrossing and everything. I just took it out there anyway. But anyway, uh, everything went pretty good out there. Um, had a lot of fun. And um, I learned a lot. Again, it's, I highly recommend, highly recommend uh, starting autocross. You don't have to have a lot of stuff to get started. And that's the, the big thing I see is people, again, I, I kind of bring this up again in all facets, just getting started. The um, I, For years, I was like, oh, man, I got to have this. I got to have that. I got to have this. I did when I pulled up to the thing. You know, my car wasn't, you know, being a drift car, being a street car, it was kind of banged up. So, for example, I felt my very first tech session, tech session because I got there and they checked everything. They checked your, your ball joints. They checked everything for play because they're liable for insurance. They got to make sure everybody's good to go. Everybody's safe. Uh, so for that reason, they got to make sure your car is not going to go off the uh, course, cream into anybody and cause any damage and stuff like that. So they will check that. And I failed mine. Uh, ball joint was busted. The boot was busted. It was a lot of play. Luckily, there was an auto zone about uh, for FedEx Phillips auto zone right around the corner about five minutes. And they, they, they were like, oh, man, you're done. But they didn't know the drifter. For autocross guys, maybe they would have been done. You know, they don't got that spirit of like, I mean, most guys don't. Drifters will crash and, you know, get everything done and get back out there. So I was like, hey, I'll be right back. And so I missed my first heat. And then I um I went there and got the tie rod, swapped it out, did alignment on the track, came back. And it was only, I was in the EMI class, which is EM, because I had a KT turbo. So it took me out of stock. We had a stock class. So I was, uh, I remember my, that one event. Uh, not the school one you just seen right there. That one event, I um, what was it, man? I had the uh, there was a Lotus Esprit. There was a Lotus Esprit and then my 240 in the same class. So they split it up in the times. How I don't know how autocross is weird. So anyway, there was a morning a morning heat and an afternoon heat. So morning session I missed because I missed my tech inspection. So after that was over, they had another tech inspection. I, I fixed everything up. They came back. They were shocked. I fixed it, tightened it up. The alignment was good. So they were like, hey, everything's good to go. I was like, yeah. So he won the first heat, and then he had mechanical issues, and then he couldn't make the second heat. So I actually won the second heat. So I got a first place deal in some – it was a Yokohama tire challenge. So it was kind of a lame first place because it was only me. And then for him, it was only him in the morning session, so there was no competition. But, I mean, honestly – even if I did run that Lotus Xperia was much faster than my car, whatever time I run. Uh, so that was that was uh, pretty cool there. And again, uh, the SCCA and all the other guys they'll grip you, so your car can be bone stock long as your car has decent tires, decent brakes. Which I mean, this could be standard brakes because you're not doing anything super high speed. As long as your your, your car is mechanically sound, they will let you on the track. I mean, there's there's stock class. There's, you know, there's, there's, you can look at the, the, the website because I, I can't remember it all off top. It's been a while, but there's a lot of different classes. I just know mine was EMOD because I ordered my stickers and everything. I had EMOD stickers and stuff like that. Uh, but there's classes and it, it, it kind of goes based off of the, 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 I guess, the honor system because guys can, you can say your car is stock, but internally you can have high compression and crap like that. And, I mean, it's up to the, the driver. They're not, they, they're not going to look inside your engine, but these guys are not stupid and they can see clearly. What they know clearly what a stock Civic EG hatch runs, what a you know a D16, D15, whatever, and even if that D, even if the engine is hopped up, they know that car. I mean, maybe you're an awesome driver, but they know they can hear the sounds. They can know they know those guys know. So what happened? You'll get approached. Um, somebody, some people can petition and say you don't belong here because when it gets down to like the point uh, part of it, um, those points are valid towards like going going from the local to the regional. 
uh, to the national level. And if you got some some guy in there cheating, they're gonna definitely get at you, get at you. So that's just some of the stuff with autocross to get started. Uh, once you you know then the um, once you get the the you know the, you start ranking up ranking up getting points and you're consistently fast. Uh, from that point, you rank up further. Then you go to the next level. You win there. You rank up. You go to the next level. You win there. And you do do more stuff. Uh, so there's there's a bunch of tiers in it. Again, I'm, I don't know all of them because I didn't go through that process. I just know the start is something like SCCA. Getting with those guys, and then from that point, when you get in, when you get in with those guys that are doing it all the time, again like the Brian Garfields, uh, those guys who have, you know put they've been to regional level themselves. They want they want events. They know people. If they if they if you say hey I really want to do this you know I want to do you know, pro pro grip or whatever on a pro level after you win after they say hey well first you got to prove yourself on this level once you prove yourself on this level you get you rank up and then once they see that you're you're really you're really about what you're talking about then they'll really you know make those phone calls and put you in contact and maybe get you a trial with some team or some stuff like that but again that's just the in theory how it would go and does go for the guys who make it. But again, it's a money sport. It's a money sport, and even if you got a ton of sponsors, you're still spending money. Unless you make, you, there's a few guys out there that get those four rides, and they don't last forever. Uh, they go away, and then when they go away, you never see that guy again. And I know a few guys who were like, we're doing it well for a while, drifting and you no know, grip uh, level. And then when those, when those uh, sponsors went away and those those meal tickets went away. They were kind of screwed, man. They had to like find different ways to do things, and they had to find different ways to get the car there. Then they couldn't afford to get the car from, you know, California over to Texas, or Texas up to Maine for this event, or even in Canada or whatever. Um, you know, so the thing about that, you know, I tell everybody, just like I said before, be your own sponsor. Uh, the sponsor thing is is so saturated now that it's not the same as it was. I mean, everybody can sp- be sponsored. Even me, I toned it down. I I I. I released, well, I never, actually, with my sponsors, I told you guys before, the sponsor deal, if you don't sign a contract, it's not a sponsor. I, I, I talked about that on my sponsor video. If you guys want to see that, just search for that, Pinko Style uh, sponsor or whatever, just search for it. And um, the thing, like I say, if, if the company is not serious enough to put you down on paper that, hey, I'm sponsoring Donald Jackson for this set, set my obligations so to do this, as a driver, the company obligations uh, obligations are to do this. As a company, if they don't do that, it's not a sponsor. It's, it's pretty much um, it's a uh, way to advertise. And so what they'll do, they hey, I'll give you ten percent off or whatever. You put this big sticker on your car, and every time you get a part from me, you post up on uh, Instagram and Facebook and all this other crap and whatever and whatever. And it, it honestly, people are gonna buy what they want to buy. And then in a, in the real world. People are gonna go towards those who win winning championships. So I mean, even if you're not, even if you're putting that sponsor down, if you're not putting out any results, it's like, okay, what are you what are you promoting? What are you putting out there? So again, that's you know, getting started is just getting to the venue. But once you start getting up there, um, people, if you drive well, people are gonna to come to you, and that's the best way to do it for that. You know, once you get say you get the SCCA, you start ranking up, you start winning. Don't you know assume automatically. That you can just email a company like, hey, I won this event regional, blah blah blah, because they like, okay, regional, you're in you're in that one area, you're not nas- national wide champion or something like that. You're not really going to be able to promote that business to a to an audience that needs that stuff promoted too. So just just being a um, a good driver, there's a lot of good drivers out there. I mean, there's a thousand people that do what you do. So what sets you apart from those other thousand guys? You know, what I mean, a commitment. What can you do? I mean, you're, are you a self mechanic, self you know, you know, you got your own business. Things like that will set you set you apart. 
um, from different guys. You know what I mean? For me, I took a break off for a little while. Uh, when I was racing and doing stuff before, I was doing it, you know, I was still working a daily working job. So now if I go and approach some of those companies that I approached before, now with the company, with the Pinku style and the, I'm a pro drifter and all this other crap now, and I've seen it, I've tested it, and it does work, man. Like, you know, they'll email back very fast. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do business because they know I'm a business. They know I got, more, besides the racing part, I got customers, and those, I could push those parts or whatever I'm a sponsor for. I could push those parts to customers. So there's there's a uh, there's there's a two-way street, and that's how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to be two ways. If you're, if you're only on a receiving end, you're not really putting out, or I mean, it's not, about, not, about, not so much about winning. Winning is great, but in a nutshell, it's just getting the parts out there. Doing well, displaying the parts well, your car holds together, you know, you know, that stuff kind of factors in right there. So, again, when you're building a car or whatever for those events, you don't want to have, like, a, a really, really nice turbo and everything else around it be, like, you know, lesser or whatever because you're not going to be able to promote those parts the best. You're not going to be able to promote that uh, sponsor the best. So, you're not gonna, it's not going to work. So, you know, again, this, this, this quickly – I uh, wanted to go over that, you know, to get started and everything. SCCA.org, SCCA NASA is another one you could check out. And then in between that, you know, you got, like, My my Auto X Events. Um, this is a group that um, you can go to, like, uh, it's I, I believe it was called My, My Auto X. If you, if you Google that, My Auto X, um, I'll find it and uh, confirm it and put it in the link down there. But what this uh, group did, what I what I got on, Brian Godfrey got me on that too. Uh, what it was, actually, my buddy, not Brian, but my, my buddy Edwin Liu, uh, he he sent me that, and what would you do is you go in there. It pretty much compile, compiles all of the uh, all SCCA, NASA, all every anybody that has an organization. It compiles all of the uh, events into one website. You pretty much find your region. Like Maryland was mine. I was in like Maryland, Columbia, Columbia area, area Glen Burnie, whatever. It compile it compi- compiles all of those events and then what you can do is select from it you can register there so instead of going to all these different places and orgs and talking to all these guys it centralizes all information so that you can register easily and get to the track so again if you play your cards right what you can do is you can actually get to uh you can do like four i mean maybe not four but you can do about three events if it's an early time mid and a later time and they're close together like uh, i did a uh, i did a fedex event and then i went down to uh I forgot the damn name of the town, man, but it was about 25, 30 minutes away. We hopped on the highway, me and a group of other guys got there. We got there right as they were starting to stage up for uh, the inspections. Got the inspection done, got our numbers lined up, and then we did our thing, man. So that was like a whole day of, you know, by the time we got done, the sun was going down and everything. So it was pretty cool. And again, and so I, I told, between gas and gas, because there's no tolls, between fuel and the entry, I think 45 bucks for the SCCA one, and then it was like, 35 or something for that one so overall the full day with, with fuel and entry fees uh, not to account for food and stuff like that but it was maybe under 100 bucks you know what i mean so you could, you can get a bunch of seat time meet guys talk you know talk about setups it's a really cool environment for me that's the best man uh, the the whole i have nothing against static but again i just do not care about car shows i'm sorry man so any of you guys ask me to go to car shows it's gonna be a, a hot no I'm not going to sit in a lot, man, when I can go to a track event on that same day, race my car, and then park it, and then talk about about what we just did, and then go back out and race. That's just my deal. I just can't I can't waste my time sitting in a parking lot with a bunch of stuck-up jerks, man, talking about what I'm going to do and what you've done. And I just don't care because the thing about it 
It's all those parts you got right there. They're not in motion. So you can have all that badass shit you want. And I guarantee you, it's still a break. Just like all other stuff when you put it on the track. So it doesn't matter, man. That's just my thing. I'm sorry. So any of you car, guy, car show guys out there, buddies or whatever, I'm sorry, man. Not my thing. So you'll go without me every time because I will never go. Just between my shop, my stuff I got working on, I just can't sit in the parking lot. So just beat that up a little bit. But anyway, the uh, let me see how much time I got. Actually, like these are a little bit short. So I mean, the podcast will go from between being short right now about uh, 20 minutes or so. And I got to get out of here and do some other stuff as always, always on a run. Uh, but just wrapping it up uh, to, to to go back over what I talked about again. This is not this wasn't a be all, end all be all. It's just I didn't really have nothing to talk about. Uh, well, I have a lot to talk about, but it was, I just want to a- answer Ashley's question. So Ashley, this you know check this out. What I said in the, in the uh, text was the same thing. Uh, but again, you got to start from somewhere. You just got to get out there. So all these guys, man, you know one message I would say. If you're making a car, your car is never going to be ready. I'll say again, your car is never going to be finished. I mean, there's a point where it's finished to the point where it's safe. But if you're modifying a car, when people say, oh, my car is finished, my car is done, I'm like, dude, you're not really into it because the car is never done. It can always be improved upon and to the point where you're physically out. You're like you're just foot pedal to the metal. You're just driving the hell out of the car and there's no more room for growth. Uh, without any mods and stuff like that. So until you get to that point, your car is not finished. Um, you know, and if you're if you're at that, if you're trying to race to that level where you want to better yourself, there's always going to be little things you could change. Suspension settings. Nothing's never final. Nothing's never solid. So when you're building a car, never build a car and block yourself into like this is it. No more changes. So when you build this car, you got to really, before you start buying all these parts and all these websites, you know what I mean? We all want to sell parts. It's cool when people buy from us. But, you know what I mean? What I'm going to tell my customer too, I mean, outside of the money aspect is how how are those parts going to gel together? What are you trying to do? What's your end goal? And what's your, what are you trying to get to like further down the line? So you got to think about all that stuff when you're buying parts. If you say like, hey, you got a 350Z, you got the VQ or whatever, VQ35, and uh, you wanna you wanna go turbo supercharger later. So hey, if you wanna tu- if you know in your heart you wanna be turbo, you wanna turbo supercharger VQ after you build it or whatever, so you don't blow the block out. Um, you know you gotta don't buy a bunch of NA parts if you know like if you know you 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 iron this turbo kit that you know I'm not gonna go on that part. That's a whole different uh, subject. You iron this turbo kit that's this much money or whatever. Um, don't go and spend all this money. On NA parts, NA headers, NA, NA stuff that's not going to really help you when you take that stuff off and then unless you sell it, but still is a waste of money. So just keep it where it is. Go get seat time because, again, the amount, the amount of parts that you have is not going to make it. Uh, the amount of parts that you have is not going to make your, your time go up because you can have a shit ton of parts and still be a crappy driver doing the wrong thing, uh, you know, missing apexes, uh, engaging apexes too soon over-breaking, over-speeding, all this stuff like that that I've done in the past. And then he's like, hey, man, you suck. You know, don't do that. So, like, you know, I had a guy tell me, you know, don't do that. And then, which was Brian Garfield, like, hey, man, you either on the brakes or you're on the, fuel, or on the gas. There's no half gas. There's no half brake. Because when you're doing that, you're wasting time and you're unsure about what you're doing. And it's going to be, it's going to happen with autocross. You walk the course. Uh, and as you, as you do it, as you do it, you'll get fat, you'll get quicker so that those, those cones, I mean, the cool thing about that is, you know, those, those setting, those, uh, as far as I know, the, the layouts were made like the day of or the week of, and nobody's seen it until they got there. You do your course walk and then you go on the track. Unlike when you go to, like, say you go to Sakuba or you go to one of the fixed circuits, 
they allow you to work, walk the track. Sakuba is going to be Sakuba, you know, the main track or whatever, Sakuba 2000, unless they make the, you know, the inland or whatever. It's going to be the same track. So it's not going to change or erode unless, you know, over Fuji it changed over the years. But that's a different thing. But autocross, what it will do is it will help you to aim. It will help you to steer the car. It will help you make decisions quicker because you got the sea cones. And then everybody, everybody's missed gates. Everybody's missed a lot of different things out there, so it's going to happen. So when you go out there, you roll over a cone, it gets stuck up in your fender, and all that stuff like that. You know, it just happens. You back up and be embarrassed about it. Go back out there. Nobody really cares. So um, the guys who got the you know pretty sports cars, you know, you you'll see guys use the painters tape and things like that to um, uh, prevent the rock chips. Some guys also have a different bumper they put on on a front bumper because you got to have all your stuff on there. They'll use a front, different front bumper for that event. They'll put it on, take it off when they get home, and put their new, their nice bumper on to drive around because you will get pickup rock chips. Your wheels will get uh, rock chips. So we have a different set of wheels for those, for that event. You can swap out, use those wheels, and then uh, you can take those off and drive home on them if, you, if you're really at that level. If you're just starting, you just need a good set of tires, good set of wheels. Um, spacers, you can use spacers. and tell them you can use spacers as long as they're lug and hub-centric. If they're not lug or hub-centric, do not use those crappy spacers, man. You will have a lot of vibrations. Uh, in a nutshell, you want to kind of try to get wheels that fit the car. There's a lot of options now these days, so don't go and buy crappy wheels. Uh, but spacers are not bad. Just lug and hub-centric. Remember that. H&R is like a good, a good company. Don't buy no China crap, man, because that, that stuff will have your day ruined. Uh, and the same thing for wheels. Uh, don't cheap out on wheels because you, you, autocross is still going fast enough to go over a gyration and or bumps and everything and, and pretty much crack the wheels and explode. Now you got other damage going on, cracked oil pan, cracked block, different stuff like that you don't want. So just be uh, just be cognizant of that and um, just, just just have fun and get it done. So again, if you got you guys got any other questions, go ahead and send them to my inbox. And uh, what I'll do is, I'll, you know, on these days like this where I can get like a, a good 25, 30 minutes in, because all the podcasts are not going to be an hour. Um, so these, I would call these more like shorts to get everything out there. Uh, the more longer ones will be like when there's, you know, more guests, because again, I'm not, you know, I, I just, I can't, I can't sit here and talk for like an hour by myself. It makes my head hurt actually right now. It's starting to hurt already. Uh, it's kind of like freestyling for those guys that are, that, are, that rap or whatever. You're just off the top. So nothing's planned here. I didn't plan anything out. Just, as soon as I turned the camera on, I just thought about what I'm going to talk about. And then like, I just went at it. So that was it. So, again, if you got any particular uh, subjects you want to uh, want uh, discussed, if I have the knowledge on it, I'm knowledgeable on a lot of things when it comes to racing, building cars, maintaining them, and things like that. But if I'm not, I'm not going to BS you. I'm not going to sit here and spew out a bunch of BS to you that I haven't done, that I don't know about. So, again, everything on this podcast that I put out there from my mouth to you guys is always going to be from firsthand experience, uh, tried and tested methods and things that don't work, don't work. Uh, what you don't see me doing is a lot of times, you know, back in the day, you know, people like to share when they break stuff. I'm like, dude, when you break stuff, just get it fixed and, and, and move on, man. People, you know, you'll get into the thing, well, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Why is it broken? Blah, blah, blah. None of their business, man. Your car broke. It's part of the game. Fix it and, and move on and get it done. Post it on social media about your breaks and all that stuff. It's just going to invite drama in and invite you. I mean, for a person like me, too, when I got some dude who I know ain't doing nothing, Telling me what I should be doing, like, dude, whatever, man, screw off. Like, you ain't doing nothing, man. You, you, people like that are those same people that will always say, my car ain't ready, my car ain't this. Your car is never gonna be ready. You're never gonna get to the track. You're never gonna get better because you're just simply afraid. So don't fake like you're gonna race. Just be a, just be a car show guy 
or a stance guy, you know what I mean? It ain't for everybody. Uh, racing takes heart. Racing, drifting, anything like that takes heart. It takes heart to push past a barrier when you crash, things like that. So that that can that can be that could be the next topic. This your mental mental and physical shape uh, for racing, as you can see, you don't see any obese F1 guys. F, the the NASCAR guys kind of can get a little bit chubby, but still they're in good shape to go go around that track those many miles. A lot of G forces, a lot of dehydration. You lose about what 10 to 20 pounds some guys per race. Uh, so if you're not physically in shape, that's one way. That's one place I would recommend starting. It's just getting in shape, making sure your body is good to go, and all that good stuff. So, again, like I was saying, SCCA.org, uh, go ahead and uh, check this site out and uh, make sure everything's good to go. It's, it's running a little bit slow right here. But, yeah, check out SCCA.org for the, for the stuff, uh, Sports Car Club of America. And I think they have a few uh, places that are, like, international. So just check it out, and it'll, it'll tell you everything you guys see right there. So, again, um, thank you guys uh, for this, this quick podcast. Um, not even, I think, 30 minutes. Uh, but again, I'll, I'll do. I'll try to get as many as these as I can, because uh, again, I'm not really shooting the videos too tough anymore. And uh, yeah, so again, send those questions to uh, uh, check out the Facebook page. I'll put a link down there, the Pinker Style Podcast uh, on Facebook, and then you can throw your. It's better to throw the questions there. Facebook, uh, YouTube. I don't really, I don't really go through the messages there, other than if you put them in the comments. But I don't like the YouTube message box too much. So anyway, please go to the Facebook page if you haven't already. Do subscribe and all that stuff to stay, uh, you know, up to date. Click the little bell so you get the notifications, and then also uh, go to the uh, Facebook page so you can see like that, uh, you know, future guests and future maybe giveaways and stuff like that uh, that you will win there and stuff like that. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. It's going to be down signing off from Asawa Japan. Panker Style Garage. I'll see you guys later. Have a nice day.